Legends Radio with your host, Ponderous Sea Lion. Hello, Summoners, and welcome to League of Legends Radio. I'm your host, Ponderous Sea Lion. Long story short, I have more or less run out of disk space with which to record this, and it's Wednesday night, and I have an episode to put out. So we're going to try and keep this as short as possible to conserve disk space. Anyways, our, our guest this week is. Nisi, a uh, YouTuber streamer, and some of you, he might rub the wrong way, and I think he's definitely used to getting that, and I personally think that he makes some great content, and that everyone should check him out, but uh, yeah, just uh, something to keep in mind, so uh, without further ado, let's get right into it. Alright guys, so this week we're joined by Nisi, a uh, yeah. YouTuber and streamer, uh who has some, I would say, polarizing opinions, and you're pretty outspoken about what you believe in League of Legends, right? Yeah, some could say that. Yep. Okay, so, uh, great. First of all, who are you? I mean, I just obviously said you're a YouTuber and streamer, but who are you? Uh, what is your position in the League of Legends community? And I guess just kind of what do you do, that whole spiel? So, uh... You said my name right, which is good. That's an improvement. I was expecting a Nancy or a, or a Niassi or, you know, some variation of <laughs> those. Uh, I run the BingeGaming.tv YouTube channel and the Nisi stream, like Twitch.tv slash Nisi, as spelled N3AC3Y. Uh, the way that, or I guess my position in the League of Legends community is I keep it real. I keep it really real. Uh, to the point of where sometimes um, it can rub people the wrong way. Uh, I've been pretty outspoken in terms of uh, balanced direction with Riot Games. Um, to the point, I actually did an interview with Riot Games. We can talk more about that later. Uh, and um, I, I interviewed for the QA position. I got flown out or whatever. And the other things that I do, aside from balance, is I'm also just outspoken when it comes to gameplay stuff. Uh, I routinely on the channel tell like low elo players that they're bad uh, and just not necessarily to make them feel bad, but there's a lot of pandering, unrealistic uh, perspectives in terms of people's skill. I've heard you on your podcast talk about uh, elo hell and and things like that where people get wrapped up in this idea. It's like, oh, you know, I'm only in this elo because you know, because of my team, my team, I always say on stream, it's my team's fault, uh, which I think is just ridiculous. And sometimes you need somebody, someone needs to step in and be like, no, it's not your team. It's not dynamic. You, it is not friggin', you know, Elo hell. It's just, you're bad and just accept that. It'll make it a lot easier. So much of life is just recognizing that you're bad. Oh, and by the way, I feel like I have Ooh. to use so many freaking brain cells to type your name. It's like, Every time I type it, it's just like the hardest thing in the world, and I don't know why. I have it's to bad. It's bad marketing. It's bad promotion. I'm actually I'm too deep now. I can't turn back. Yeah. I have. I'm like, I, I don't know. I've actually fought with this. I thought about changing my name to Nisi. I thought about like Nisi with E's. It's yeah. my last name is Nice. 
and I just threw a Y on it and I put some threes on it because I thought it was cool. And it was back in uh, it was back in like Halo days because I played a lot of competitive Halo before this league stuff. Um, and I don't know, man. I I'm just too. You just call me Nancy, dude. Nancy's Nancy or Nisi is all good. It's all good. Yeah, no, saying it is fine. It's just trying to type it that uh, drives me crazy. So I like that you're the guy that kind of cuts through the bullshit and everything because I do think that there is a lot of bullshit. Like I love the Riot Games uh, bullshit translator. Do you actually, why don't you go over that video with us and tell us what the purpose, well, first of all, give us some context. What was the Riot Games bullshit translator? The Riot Games bullshit. Okay, I remember this. So I, I, I throw so much stuff out there, like sometimes I forget, but. I, I do remember this one. The bullshit or the BS translator was Riot does this thing where if you if they decide to do something, if I told you um, that I was going to go for, uh, let's just say, like I was going to go for a run and you were like, hey, Nisi, why are you going to go for a run? I was like, well, I, you know, I need to stay in shape. Like I, I'm just I'm getting a little flabby or whatever. That would never fly with a Riot, like, reasoning. So they did Dynamic Queue, and the big part of Dynamic Queue, at least from my perspective, well, and, and they also talked about Sandbox, and we'll get to that, but their big Dynamic Queue reasoning was like, you know, we want, you know, we want the game to be, to be able to interact with your friends, like the gameplay, but they, they didn't explain it that way. They just went through, like, it was as if I was being talked to from, like, a mountain. They came up, and they're like, my people... Let me tell you why we have chosen to do it this way. And they went through like line by line by line by line. It was the most ridiculous, like long winded approach to just simply saying like, we want to do dynamic queue uh, because, you know, we want people to play as a team. And then they went into the sandbox thing and it could have been very easy for them to just say, well, we don't want to do the sandbox thing because we're not really competitively focused and that's not where we're putting our our money or putting our resources. Instead, they're like, well, you know, it would be a little bit... It, it's something that we've thought about, but we're not quite sure and we really want to do some more research on it to make sure... And it's just this weird, convoluted stream of consciousness that's like put out in a form and they do it just pay attention to anything that they post it could be answered very very briefly but they intentionally choose to use all this big verbiage just to make it seem like they're smarter than you somehow like you don't like you don't realize what they're doing yeah so do you think that by and, speaking like this yeah. they do in some way keep the ball in their court like if you're too dumb to understand what they're talking about how can you actually argue against it effectively well, yes, and it's a very like it's a very corporate way. It, they speak to their cons. I I don't I don't really know. Like sometimes I I think that they're they're doing it to keep the ball in their court. Certainly, um, I just think that they can't. They are very slow turning. It, it's like Riot Games feels like a giant boat, like a big friggin' ship, that whenever they want to change direction. You notice it's this big, slow, like, like we've got to pivot, but it's going to take us a long time to pivot. Look at all the look at all the new client stuff. Uh, look how long it takes for them to like it, it takes Reddit and just people in general, like pros, people on Twitter collectively, like burning the house down before they go back. And they even looked at Dynamic Q again. And they did that weird sand or round table thing with Scara and Gbay and. Where Gbay consistently called them out on everything, and then nothing changed afterwards. No, they do this like weird, like smiling head nod stuff. <laughs> yeah, where they're yeah, like, yeah, 
They're like, <laughs> yeah. And then they just keep, they keep on the course and you're like, wait, no, they just proved, they just proved that that was silly. Like, and, and the funniest part about that, you bring that up, how they kind of just like, they agree with you and then move on. But they had, they had Scara, which is really funny because they intentionally do this riot. They put, they're not going to have me on there. You know what I mean? They're not going to have me in the round oh, yeah. table. And, and, and as far as pros go, right, let's just say, for example, uh, people will be like, well, of course, they're not going to have you. You're a small, smaller YouTuber. I'll be like, okay, that's fair. Except they pick Scara, who, for all intents and purposes, is like the cuddliest, nicest pro. If we could, if you could go down the line, where would you put Scara in terms of like friendliness and like no, no, uh, no anger, oh, yeah. right? You would put Scara at the I bottom. I do want to give credit yeah. to Scara, though. I think he did a pretty good job keeping him accountable yes. when he was on there. I definitely was very pleased with his performance yes. in that round table. So props to him. Yes, because I actually thought, I was like, oh, gee. But he, no, he's, I, I feel like Riot thought yeah. that he was going to, you know right. what I mean? Like Riot thought he was going to be friendly. <laughs> and then he's just like, I don't like it. And, and this is why. And, and I could just feel like, I feel like they had a, a powwow. I, everything that Riot does, they have a little powwow before they go into it because they're the company, right? They're the company they're going to address. It's just like any uh, corporation. That's just how they are. And uh, I imagine them being like, okay, let's pick Scara because, you know, he's, he's an idea. Yeah, Scara, yeah, okay. And then they're like, all right, who are we going to, we need like to typecast a newbie. Okay, let's get G-Bay put Jibe over there and, and get him in this and poor Jibe is like hi guys like, <laughs> I, I just want to talk about league with you guys I've been playing Aurelia now like, <laughs> uh, alright so switching gears off of this because most of my comments that are hateful are talking about how much of a riot hater I am and my fragile ego just can't handle that um, <laughs> oh wow! Uh, talk about your interview experience at Riot Games. What was that like? Um, what kind of steps did you go through the whole interview process? Uh, all that information. Okay, so I um, this was interesting. So I applied on a whim. I caught the application on Reddit like probably thirty hours or thirty hours, thirty minutes after it was posted. And um, when I applied, I didn't really, you know, I. I know where I stand. I basically, I stream eight to 10 hours a day. I have, you know, I do coaching. The only person that I would say is even close to my coaching caliber is Last Shadow. I'm sure you know him. Um, and I, I applied thinking, you know, they might, they might just mouse over me or whatever and move on. But they gave me an interview. I thought I did horrible on the first one. I actually thought I wasn't prepared enough on the first one, but then they gave me a second one and I was way more in tune with how they were going to approach it and then a third one and then they're like we'll fly you out to LA so I flew out there it was all paid by them the campus was great um the interview process is kind of weird it's it's like a boot it's like an interview boot camp uh it was really like it's just an all-day interview one after another after another after another uh and this is kind of cool on your podcast it's like the only podcast that has this like in-depth view of their interview (laughs) but either way uh I did all the all the interviews, and for the most part, I did well. Um, but there was a each interview consisted of two guys sitting you down and being like, "Okay, tell us about you know balance or whatever." Because I was interviewing for the QA tester position, which is basically just uh, bal- help balance our game, uh, and you know we'll get to the balance stuff. But um, 
I thought I did great. I thought I did excellent. And, but there were some times where I felt like I definitely made, I made it clear going in through the interview that I am the competitive guy. I had an account that was masters with like 200 LP and I was feeling like when it comes to, when it comes to league, the thing that we should focus on is competition. That is not for the record, obviously, because they didn't hire me. That is not how they view the game. The way that they view the game is uh, we're going to balance for basically three tiers. Okay. We're going to balance for the low ELO. We're going to balance for the people in high ELO that aren't pros. And we're going to balance for the pros. Now, in my opinion, and I voiced this in the interview, and I was not a. Fr- and here's the thing: I have the stream, I have the YouTube channel. It would have been in LA. I did not need the job, and I sure as hell didn't want to get a job where I was unhappy. I'd already did that. I was in the army uh, for four years, so I didn't need it, and I wanted it, but I didn't need it. And I wanted to make sure that I was voicing my uh, my opinions on these stuff out the gate, so that I wasn't misleading. Because I fe- I'm the type of guy that feels like if if you're not telling me the truth about your opinions or your beliefs, you're pretty much just lying. And and three months later, we're going to hate each other. And that's just how it is in a workplace. Uh, So I told them, I was like, you know, I don't really agree with that. X, Y, this is, you know, this is why I think that like competitive play is the most important thing. And I think that when you start catering towards uh, lower skill players, and this is not an insult to your viewers, it's just the, the guys that play all day, they put eight to 10 hours in a day, probably they know how to counter just about everything by just putting the time in and learning it and experiencing it enough. When you have people that are newer, they come in, they get clicked on by a colleague. She's like 20 and oh, they say, they go to the boards and they say a colleague's OP. Well, you know that if you go into a high elo game, you are not going to see a colleague very often. Very rarely will you see an Akali. But the way that Riot balances is they go back and they look at perception and they say, okay, all of our player, or 80% of our newer players are complaining about Zed. Do you oh, remember yeah. this, Ponderous? I remember Zed. <laughs> Dude, I'm okay. a master you, man. You don't have to talk yeah, to me so, about people complaining about <laughs> Yeah, so they all were like, Zed is, you know, he is uh, super annoying to deal with. He had a perception of, of, of just oppression and bullshittery that the community did not like. Well, it was explained to me in the interview that they actually changed Zed or the way that he is played uh, in terms of numbers because of that perception. Not the not the high skill guys, but the guys on the lower end. And uh, that did kind of rub me the wrong way. And I told them, you know, I, I told them that that was something that I didn't agree with and, and blah, blah, blah. And to my knowledge, normally when they fly you out, that pretty much means that you've probably got the job and I didn't get it. So something that I said in some way did not jive with their culture and that's a big part of right is whether or not you fit in their culture so they obviously did not think that i would fit yeah i mean you're kind of, yeah you are the no bullshit guy and they I, I feel like they don't really agree with that in a lot of ways i feel like they i feel like in in a way riot tries to make everybody happy and rarely succeeds with that goal i mean you know i think they they made a great yeah. game and i think that they i do think that they're trying i just think that they're heads are not in a practical place and that you yeah i can see how you wouldn't fit in there as well because my philosophy is that you should balance around the competitive player because the lower skill players should still be okay with i think it's totally fine for them to try and emulate emulate the pro players and to try and you know be like the pro players i mean 
you're using the same rules when you play basketball in a pickup game as you would in the NBA. You know, obviously not all of them are enforced and all that stuff, mm-hmm. but the three-point line is probably the same. Okay, I guess college. The three-point line is going to be the same. You know, you're going to get two points for a shot in the key. It's all the same stuff, just you're playing it casually or you're playing it with your friends or you're playing it in a smaller league instead of playing it in college or the or the pros. It's it's the same thing. I don't see why we need to cater specifically. That's like saying the three-point line is too hard for little kids to get, so we're moving it up further for youth league basketball. They don't do that in most cases, you know, no. unless it's the really little kids. So I don't really know why Riot chooses to balance around the more casual players just because I feel like most of them do want the same experience as the pro players, but that's just my opinion. Um, what do you think about that? Um, those statements? I think that, okay. So I, I talked to, I was talking to last shadow. Actually, I'm trying to get a trip to Korea set up, uh, to go and play out there for a month and, and just experience solo queue in Korea for a month. Right. So I was talking to last shadow and I had this little moment of, of brilliance where I told him, I was like, I feel like when you're talking to low elo players, and I'm sorry going into this, if 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 people get offended, okay, I, I'm not after your your religious beliefs. It's like if someone was religious and you argue with them, and you say, and back in the day it was like, well, the sun, there's the sun up there, so the sun, we don't know what does the sun, so there's religion, right? That was like the that was the main argument way back in the day. And by back in the day, I mean fucking caveman <laughs> times. But either way, uh, so it's the same thing with low elo or just even people that are newer to the game. They're always going to find something to complain about. They're always going to do it. And they're going to do it in majority force. It's not going to be like, uh, it's not going to be like the occasional, like, uh, you know, I think that, uh, you know, I think that Gangplank is a little, he's a little much right now. And that's, it's just, Zed is just stupid. He's so dumb. And then you'll have like 200 upvotes on like their uh, their league boards, right? Not even Reddit, just like on their league boards. Like, yeah, Zed is absolutely, he is too much to deal with. And then they get, they, they change Zed around and then Vladimir becomes like, and then the very next day it's like Vladimir's up there like, Vladimir's just so dumb. He's so dumb. It's got another 200 upvotes. And you're like, they will always find something to not, it's not that they're just, they're being like, you know, maybe we should, it's not like they're coming at it in a very smart way. It's just he's just too much, man. I just can't take this bullshit. Op, the broken chat forums are sometimes worse than Reddit for echo chamber. It's uh, I used to frequent them oh, a yeah. lot. It's if you play tanks or mages or supports, you're a cool guy. Um, if you main any assassin or you know Fiora type meta champion, you're just a piece of shit and we hate you. Um, and you can just complain about Zed, yeah. Master Yi, Fiora, etc., and get 200 upvotes. So I stopped going on there. And it's a, it, it's always, and it's just like the sun, sun argument. It's all, it, once the sun is figured out, once the sun, everyone goes, okay, the sun is a thing. Okay, we're good. And then they're like, what about behind the sun? And then they go, and they're like, we can't, we don't know what's going on back there. So that, that is bullshit. And it's the same thing with. In my opinion, it's the same thing in League. No matter how many times you step backwards and make the game easier, it's always going to be because players that play for fun, they never stop, which is why you have like, uh, 
which is if you look at the Halo franchise, I know it's a league podcast, but hear me out. Uh, Halo one was like super. I mean, it was like chess, dude. You could control the spawns depending on where your teammates stood. You you had power ups that were spawning like every minute. It was a super mobile, fast game, and it didn't have sprint. The kill times were short. It didn't have sprint, and even even without sprint, it it was just a fast paced game that you would never you would never have uh, a pro scene where like these teams of just average players would take games off of the good players. It just would never happen. Because the game had like such League a high Legends, skill, and you know, maybe would never beat a challenger team ever. Exactly, exactly. And then as Halo kept going backwards in terms of like, okay, so they went Halo Two. They made the power ups and the weapons spawn later. They and then in Halo Three, they they did that even more so. Then Halo Reach came out, and Bungie was like, "We're just going to be Call of Duty. Screw it." And then they added Sprint. And then the next game that Three Four Three took on was Halo Four. Same thing, they kept the sprint, they made it more like Call of Duty, and now you have Halo, which, remember, Halo was like a, a, was a phenomenon back in, you know, yeah, a little when bit I was in my time, high school going into college, it. it was like, yeah, and like, it was just a land, it was a land monster, you go to, to lands and your call, every college had land tournaments for Halo, but now no one gives a shit, because... At the end of the day, no one really sees the skill gap anymore. No one really wants to play it because there's nothing to shoot at. It's just you clamber over a wall. It's just like Call of Duty. So I don't really want to see League go down that path where the game still has. And don't get me wrong. I'm bitching a lot, but, you know, League has one of the highest skill gaps. Yeah, I never get people uh, calling League a casual game just personally. It has such a high barrier to entry. It doesn't make any sense to play it as a casual game like in my eyes. I tried to call it a casual game for a while until I actually tried to teach someone right. who was well, new. Yeah. And then I went, I was like, oh, I'm actually a moron <laughs> it, it just, this time. I mean, people like to compare it to Dota and other games. But, you know, just in terms of strategic depth, there are just not very many games that are comparable to League of Legends just because of the rosters, what, 120 nope. champions times five abilities. Then you have to feature in map rotations, know all your matchups. It's actually a ridiculously complex game when you actually look at it oh dude it's it's nuts and like i i mean i like i was saying i try to talk trash and yeah i do i do argue all the time on stream i'm like yeah dota is definitely when it comes to skill gaps i mean there's you stand in awe of the dota because dota does have like a crazy skill gap but even still i mean league in its own right is crazy when you really try to I tried it, my wife, I tried to show her, and, like, it just isn't going to happen. Like, I just abandoned that that quest about a couple hours in when yeah, I realized, like, oh, this like, isn't even possible. I wish I picked like, a different game feasible. because it's so hard to get people into the game if they don't want to get into it, you know? Like, yeah. Oh, no, it's not Rocket League. We're not just, like, bouncing a ball <laughs> off of our heads and, like, throwing it at a goal. Like, there's so many little nuances Definitely. there. So, yeah. um, I guess let's move on a little bit. And talk about, you know, getting good and all that stuff. So, um, okay. just a little bit about me, just for the sake of this example. I'm a Diamond... I'm going to say Diamond 3, even though I'm Diamond 4 right now, because I was Diamond 3 for a while. So, I'm going to say I'm a Diamond 3 player, and you're a Masters 200-ish LP player. Uh, what, in your... Okay. If you had to take a guess, what would be the differences that are keeping me in Diamond 3, Diamond 4, that area... Versus you as a master player. Um. Well, it depend. Like, okay. Um. 
normally for the guys that I see in Diamond, it's just it's sometimes a volume issue. Like they not only just playing a lot, but they don't play to win. It's it sounds so stupid because like I'm sure there's guys listening to the cast that are like you know low elo guys and are like, well, Diamond's bad. Like what? I'm saying that Diamond players are oftentimes they don't pick their best champs even still like even though they're in diamond they still do the same mistakes that they make in like platinum and gold and silver and even bronze it's all the same stuff your mechanics are going to just naturally climb to like a diamond level and i would make the argument that when you're in diamond like five range your mechanics are actually pretty fucking good uh in comparison to like the best players in the world your mechanics are decent it's not you're not no you're not faker you're not gonna swag on friggin Z versus Z matchup and QSS the friggin mark and dance around and have casters freak out no but what you are gonna be able to do is you're gonna be able to you know you're gonna be able to last hit minions you're gonna be able to make your all-ins reasonably and you're gonna you're gonna be able to team fight okay the problem is a lot of players in that mid-diamond range start doing this macro failure stuff where they decide that they're, I'm just going to play, uh, you know, I'm going to play Lee Sin this game. And it's like, wait, why are you playing Lee Sin this game? And it's like, well, that I just feel so like playing me. It. I do that all the fucking time. Dude. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, dude, you can't, you can't play that right now. Did you get here playing Lee Sin? Well, no, my Lee Sin's pretty good. It's like, no, it's fucking not. It's not good at all, actually. Your Lee Sin's horrible. You got up here playing Rek'Sai and Graves. So let's not play Lee Sin today. How about that? And sure is not, sure enough, this happens all the time on uh, the climbs that I do on stream, is I'm at that state. I'm like mid-diamond stage right now with Trindomere, and basically I'm doing a Trindomere climb up to Masters for fun. And basically what it comes up or what it comes down to is when you're in mid diamond for me, it just feels like I'm just waiting for, you know, I'm going to play my lane. Well, I'm normally going to get the first blood on weaker lanes, you know, tank lanes. I'm just going to try to outfarm them. It just becomes a coin flip. I'm going to sit there and either my team picked their best champs or they, they picked a collection of bad champs and maybe I can split push a game for 40 minutes and clutch it anyways. But most of the time, not, not so much. Uh, but like that to me is one of the biggest things. Another one, uh, for, for mid diamond range is tilt, like give up. They, they give up really fast. Uh, and they don't, they'll give up in compositions that make absolutely no sense to give up on. So say I have like a Victor mid. Yeah. I have like a Victor mid, um, and he dies twice in lane and he's facing a LeBlanc. I even had a buddy who I played with on, uh, he picked Diana mid versus LeBlanc. Same thing. He fell behind. He was getting bullied. He was getting camped and he's just crying. And I'm like, dude, just, it's okay, man. Just far. It's okay. It's a LeBlanc. It's an NA mid diamond LeBlanc. Just fucking farm. And you will like, you will outscale because it's LeBlanc. She doesn't do anything late game. She just, especially late game LeBlanc trying to assassinate people it's just horrific it's it's like watching it's like watching a uh toddler try to do like electrical engineering like it's just not gonna happen so sure enough it is that is it is and you thought you were gonna tell it's just like the leeson dude it's it's like what it's the leeson it's the same thing and sure enough you know i turtled the game out just by splitting i pull like two or three people topside and then run away because that's kind of how i play trendomir 
and he, you know, he got his items, he got his MR items or whatever, and then by late game, he was just walking through their team, and I'm like, you see, this is why, and he did, and and he did the exact same thing that I hate, and I explained to him, I was like, dude, I hate when people do that, like, if Victor Mid, I was using that example, same concept, Victor Mid dies twice, whoopee fucking do, you just farm up, you clear the wave, that's what League is about in the mid lane, by the way, you literally just pick a champ with wave clear, and then you right click minions, if you you just hit power spikes, you're gonna pretty much turtle a game out until you get a condition that you can win with, that's it, but that, those two things are the big ones, like not knowing like macro in terms of like late game, early game, like where you stand, and then obviously picking champions that are not your strong suit, and being like, well, I'm diamond, so I can play it. <laughs> yeah, but you're against other diamond players playing what they know how to play, <laughs> so. Yeah. That's the key, and, and sometimes, and sometimes you will get those matchups where it's like two players on their off rolls, and in which case it's just a freaking coin flip to see who comes out ahead, really, because no one knows how it's going to go. But why would you, if you are in ranked, I'm a big proponent of like, if you're playing ranked, which is the only playlist we have left, it's the last bastion for competitive players, why would we try to play something that we're not, That's not getting to this level with? That, that just never made sense to me. Yeah, it never made sense. Um, okay, so there are obviously a lot of one-trick ponies, myself more or less included in that. Uh, what do you think about being a one-trick pony to climb compared to being, you know, a well-rounded player? What are the pros and cons, and which would you recommend for players? Uh, if your goal is purely to climb and to not understand the game, yeah, you could one-trick pony it. I would, I would argue that one-trick pony is the most efficient way to get ELO. Uh, but, but what happens when you go to like explain to your friends how to play? You probably won't know much. Uh, look at like Tyler one, right? We have the Tyler one. I could bring that into this. So he got insanely popular by being an asshole. He plays Draven. He plays Draven really well. If you put him in any other role with any champion, he would literally be a silver player. Like no question. And I'm only saying that because the, the majority of the community thinks that he's like a good player sometimes and they forget. It's like, well, Yes, he is good at Draven, and I would hope so, because he plays it all day. Not anymore, but though, wink, wink. I was that guy, what? Oh, I just said not what anymore, wink, wink, because of course he doesn't play anymore, right? Yeah, <laughs> not anymore, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But, he, I mean, I was that guy back in, like, season three. I played um, I played Nidalee mid, primarily, uh, TF mid, primarily, and uh, for a while, even before that, there was a time where I was just playing Pantheon and I thought it was like the greatest, but I was horror. I was like, I was like low diamond. I just barely eked into diamond with Pantheon. And then it, then it hit me. It's like, I literally have no idea how to play this game other than with the stupid lane bully who like, there's just nothing else there. I either bully a lane and snowball and win, or I just have a guy who knows how to play passive and farms up and then I get skunked. So, yes, a one-trick pony, like, I always tell, like, my coaching sessions, I always tell people, your goal is to climb, right? You want to make this elo by this time? Well, you better learn how to grind. And for a lot of people, it actually takes us, it takes us some, somewhat of a skill, a talent to bear down on a champion and just play it through thick and thin. For a lot of people, they can't handle that. It's not fun anymore. And it's like, yeah, it's not going to feel fun sometimes because you're trying to beat people constantly which 
for me, I can do it all day, but some people just don't have that. Yeah. They just won't do I, it. I mean, um, uh, one trick so, player yeah. after all the recent uh, nerfs a couple months ago, I honestly just dropped him for probably a month and a half. And then I was just playing Gragas and Graves and I dropped, dropped down to Diamond 5-0 LP and I'm like, I can't do this. <laughs> this is terrible. I'd rather play a worse champion that I'm good at than good champions that I'm not that great at. And sure enough, I've, I've climbed yeah, it's, from it's Diamond a... 5-0 LP, gaining 15 per win and losing 20 per loss. I get, climbed from Diamond 5 to Diamond 4 in like three or four days when I started playing Yi again. And I'm like, I'm a dumb. <laughs> even though he, yeah, even like though he got all those nerfs. Yeah. Dude, I was so sad though because they nerfed like... They nerfed all the items that are good on him, and then they nerfed him directly. And I was just like, all right, whatever. He was never, and the thing about Yi, uh, he was never like, uh, at least to my knowledge, he was never like a superstar uh, he pick. Pretty, he was always like kind of like in January, I went to a LAN tournament, and I mean, I was ahead, but I literally one-shot the enemy uh, Talon. Like, I jumped on him, auto titanic reset and he died and he was pretty ridiculous for uh, a time and i only had like five items and zero crit chance so it was it was pretty ridiculous for a time but the main problem that they made when they nerfed him was the new jungle item doesn't make any sense as an item because you're playing assassin champions who are going to be hitting mostly squishies and you give them percent health damage it just it doesn't make any sense to yes. give them that item. They're not going to be hitting tanks with a lot of health, and in, in my opinion, it just doesn't make any sense to do it that way. But no, yeah, I, I yeah, yeah, he's not in a good spot true. right now for sure. He is in a, in a horrible spot. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, not a, <laughs> not good, a good time, time to be a Yi main. I agree, and of course they're not going to revert any nerfs because why would they do that? Like even if they just gave him the three seconds on Highlander back, it would be okay. But. You know, anyways, we're not here to talk about my sob story with Yi. Um, <laughs> as much as I would like to, for just 20 minutes, to just cry my eyes yeah. out how much they nerfed him. But uh, anyways, uh, yep. so as a high elo player, uh, what are your views on using Dynamic Q as either, you know, like most of my viewers, bronze silver players versus diamond players versus master challenger players how do you think it affects climbing and what are your just general thoughts on it i know you're outspoken about it uh it is the most broken thing ever for high elo uh basically high elo this is how in my opinion this is how it works so i ran three different accounts up to masters using gangplank which we were talking about nerfs gangplank's gonna get nerfed and that's probably, you know, yeah. that makes yeah. sense. Because I ran him solo with like a 75% win rate up to Masters each time. Uh, really high win rates. And uh, normally I would just stop because the, the queue times are long and I'm trying to stream. And I just, I want to play. I don't like sitting in queues. I don't care. Uh, but when dynamic queues in the picture, like 75% win rate sounds kind of nice, right? Until... You play with dynamic queue and you have, uh, I have, but I don't know if you know who yeah. Acadian is. He's pretty much like, he's a pro level jungler. Uh, he may not be yeah, as known, but he's a really good jungler. And yeah, and he plays with a guy by the name of Viper, uh, who is a Riven one trick guy. Um, and they run dynamic queue, which is duo. And they don't necessarily run three man. And sometimes they will run three man. And a lot of boosters will run three man. But 
they will win like 90% of the games. If you take one of them out of the equation, that will not happen. That, that win rate will not occur. Uh, and if you put three in there, so let's just say now you've got a, a pretty high quality mid or an ADC uh, in the bot lane. Now you're winning like 95% of the games. In Diamond 1 Masters level, you will win that many games, probably. You'll win somewhere between 90 and 95% of the games. Um, and, you know, it'll start to taper off as you get towards the top of the ladder because everybody else is doing it. Uh, that's kind of where dynamic Q is for a lot of people. Now, there's obviously solo guys who will sit there with like a 65-70% win rate. Um, but for guys like for guys like Acadia and Viper, that is not a good enough win rate. So they are just going to abuse that system. Uh, there's a guy by the name of Way of the Tempest who's a Yasuo guy. Um, he was on Reddit a while back uh, for being like a Yasuo superstar. He dynamic queued, and he was part of the booster group who was on the Skype who got uh, outed for boosting or whatever. Same thing. He messaged me on Skype. He was doing a Yasuo solo climb, and he's like, dude, I, don't, I fucking can't stand this playing solo. And I was like, well, that's, you know, that's how it is, doc. Like, it's just, you're going to lose games. There's no, he's the, probably the greatest Yasuo in the country. And it doesn't matter because you're only going to get like a 65, 70% win rate playing Yasuo as a champion by himself. You need someone to balance off other, other roles in order to really show your stuff. You're not, you're not going to play Yasuo top into Aurelia, even in, even in platinum and diamond range. You're not going to reliably beat a guy on Aurelia with decent mechanics with Yasuo. It's just not going to happen. And even if you just farm up to late game, your team might just collapse elsewhere. And that's how, that's how solo queue is. If you're not playing with, if you're not playing with anyone who's like covering the jungle or, or any other role, there, you're constantly going to be put in scenarios where you are forced to play from a deficit. Dynamic Q removes all of that. Now, sorry about that. Now, in silver and gold range, or even lower, right, if you're playing Dynamic Q, it's just for fun. Who the fuck cares? The problem is when you're actually taking the game to that level and you're wanna be, you want to be recognized as one of the best players, it is an unfortunate scenario where the most optimal way to play the game is not playing alone anymore. Uh, it's You will never be able to showcase, and the game has been tailored more and more towards teammates and teamwork and all that stuff over the years anyways. Now you have a relatively low individual skill, skill ceiling for your, your lanes or your champs or whatever, and you're encouraged to kind of skew the math a little bit and be like, all right, I'm going to go Rek'Sai jungle. You're going to go Riven top. We're just going to, we're just going to dive this top laner over and over again until he wants to hang himself from a yeah. tree. We're going to snowball. I we're going to do this uh, over and over again. Just on that topic, I played Irelia into Renekton. I got counterpicked and I don't play top lane and their jungle and mid or not jungle and mid yep. jungle and top, uh, Nidalee and Renekton were duoed. And at level three, he shoved me under my turret and stunned me, and I got speared while I was stunned, and they dove me from, like, 70% health at level 3, and that was the story of the entire rest of the lane, was just them coming up and diving. Oh, yeah, no, you will get, that's that's probably a, either a, a dynamic Q scenario, or those guys just no, kind they, of synced up randomly. Attack, so Most of the time, them, yeah. But, um, that's yeah, and you, there is, and here's the thing, is I've, I've played against Viper and Acadian with, like, Gangplank Top, and I was playing solo and they decide to do that. Well, there's absolutely nothing that you're going to be doing. If they're both, if they're both like masters tier or higher 
and they keep diving and your jungler is not answering it either by counter ganking or by doing something else on the map, the game is over. Like, it's it's just the match is over now because they have snowballed the game. And they're going to literally, and, and it was funny because every time I showed back into light, if I showed between halfway between the turrets, they're just going to do it again to the point of where, like, I remember I didn't even die the second time because I've seen it happen so fucking much. I literally just drop a ward and see Acadian just sitting next to the, the Gromp just waiting. And I'm just like, okay, well, th- what can I do about this? And then you look up their win rates and it's like, They've done it's like 90% and you're like, you, and well, you're there's like, absolutely okay, there was no nothing way. I could do about this. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to do it every game. They're going to do it every game, and every single time, if the jungler's not there to counter gank, he's just going to dive you. And he's a good enough jungler to know if a counter gank's coming, he's just not going to do it. So it's just this, it, it, long story short, it ruins, uh, it ruins the ladder, and it makes it more about trying to get someone else in a different role who's also really stand out, and then just abuse the system. Yeah. I think it's interesting, like, to think about. Yeah. You can vote no on a surrender vote, but if everyone else on your team votes yes, you as a solo player are technically powerless to stop a surrender, which I think is kind of hilarious because. Oh, I've lost games as GP on like I've been like 10 and three and the entire team has been just like feeding their brains out and they just want to leave. And they'll just I I remember it happened on stream and it's just lost. And I'm like, well, I really could have turtled that game i could have turtled it and we you know they could have farmed back in if they wanted but they just don't want to oh yeah there are definitely continue, times when that's I'm, it and i mean i think it's stupid to surrender if you have a 10 and 3 gangplank who's obviously smurfing but there are times that i felt just like get me out yep. of this game i don't care about my lp at this point i just don't want to play in this <laughs> game right now but um yeah just uh an interesting thing to uh think about but um yeah, is there anything else that you uh, want to bring up while you're on here? This is a good platform for that. I, you know, I, I was saying I was thinking about doing the Korea trip. I think that would be pretty cool. And I think, uh, I, I mean, I think we've yeah, talked about uh, a lot. it's been a really like, long one, but good one. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, I, I can't <laughs> shut up. Yeah, so. so I think that we are about ready to wrap up uh guys again this was nisi i'll spell it out n3 ac3 y uh binge gaming dot tv on youtube do you want to explain to them how that's written out (laughs) that's just binge gaming dot dot uh tv so you just type that into your browser binge gaming dot tv and then uh if you do it like on google you'll find me and you'll see all my rants and raves and Fun, fun and um, like I said, a uh, master tier player on numerous accounts um, and definitely very knowledgeable about the game and definitely someone you guys should check out if you enjoyed this uh, interview. And I think that's it. I think we're about- Oh, wait. Uh, do you want to plug your social media or anything before we go? Yeah, you just Twitter uh, Nisi, N3AC3Y, and then obviously Twitch TV right. Nisi. You can find me there. Thank you, guys. <clears throat> Jeez. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Uh, it was great having you, and uh, I guess we're ready to wrap up. All right. Thanks, guys. See ya. And that just about wraps it up for League of Legends Radio, or this episode, whatever. Conserving Dish Space. Anyways, Twitter, at L Legends Radio. Uh, email, ponderseeline at gmail.com. Summoner name, Ponder Sea Lion. All right, shut up. I'm leaving. Bye. I'll catch you on the flippity flop.
This has been League of Legends Radio.